Today's learning and shir is sponsored by Schus, Reb Moshe ben Rivka, Hishnei Refua, Shlema Bakarov Mamesh. Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos Chav Ches. However, we're starting Chav Zayin Obey is the bottom line. The Mishnah had told us that the only thing that can be kabbled Thomas Oyel, if it is the roof itself, is Pishtun. Again, we know when there's a corpse and an oil inside of a tent, so then the Toma is conveyed throughout the entire tent and anything that's inside becomes Tame. However, the roof, it's itself of the tent, of the structure, is not going to be toma unless it is made out of pishtun flax. And the Gemara says, Minalan, how do we know this? Amir Abelazar, Abelazar says, Gamar oil, oil mi mishkan, we learn oil, oil from mishkan. Ksiv Hachat says over here, regarding Thomas oil, Zayus Hatayra, Adam Kiyamas Ba'il, these are the laws of a person that dies in a tent. Ksiv Hasam, and it says regarding the mishkan, Vayifras es ha'oil al mishkan, you should spread the oil, the cover, on top of the mishkan. Malalan shall pishtun, curry oil, just like regarding the mishkan, pishtun, Pishtan is called Ayhel, Afkan, Shal Pishtan, Kari Ayhel, so too over here, Pishtan is called Ayhel and is susceptible to this Kabbalah's Toma of Ayhel. Ask the Gemara, Imal Alon, just like over there by the Mishkan, Shizurun Vchutan Kafel Vav, is that the threads were specially twisted and there, was, there were six stranded threads. Afkan, so too here, regarding Thomas Ayhel, Shizurun Vchutan Kafel Vav, so too we should require the Pishtan roof to be twisted and have six-stranded threads in order to be makabal. Tamad the Gemara says, Tamad Lamir, no. Ayhel, Ayhel, Reba. It says Ayhel in the Pasuk twice, so that includes even something that is not twisted or a six-stranded thread. The Gemara says, Ayhel, Ayhel, Reba. If you're including something that's not exactly like the Mishkan, I feel call me Linami. It should be anything could be Makabal Thomas oil, even something that's not Peshtan. The Gemara says, in Ken Maya The one exactly was the point of our Gzair Shava. Obviously, it's limiting us only to Peshtan. The Gemara asks, hold on. The Ema Malalan Krushim, just like the Mishkan also had beams of wood covering it, Afkan Krushim, so too over here regarding Thomas oil, even beams of wood could be Makabal Thomas oil. Gemara says, no. Amrkan Pasik tells us, Vasisa Krushim La Mishkan. You should make beams for the Mishkan. Mishkan Kari Mishkan, the Mishkan itself, meaning the covering is called Mishkan, in Krushim Korean Mishkan, the beams weren't called Mishkan, they were beams that were for the Mishkan. Ask the Gemara El Me'atev, so, Vasisa Michsel Oil, you should make a cover for the oil. Hachinami, are you telling me, Michsel Loi Ikri Oil, that the cover, which over here is referring to the animal hide cover of the Mishkan, is not called oil, and they can't be Makabal Toma? If so, Elohadu by Rebbe Lezer. Rebbe Lezer asks, The non-kosher animal hides, what is their status? Could they become According to this drasha that we just said, that kosher animal hides are not going to be makabal toma because they're just considered a cover for the Mishkan, but not the Mishkan itself. So So you even have to ask a question regarding non-kosher animal hides? Rebbe Lazar shouldn't have asked this question. The Gemara says, no, it's not true. Shani Hasim over there, it's different. The Hadra Hadra the Pasuk talks about it again, meaning what the Chsiv. The Pasuk says, they should carry the panels of the Mishkan, and the Tachash covering that it had. We compare the upper cover, which was an animal hide cover, to the lower cover, which is really referring to the middle cover that was made out of goat's hair. Just like this middle cover, is called oil. So too, the upper cover, the animal hide cover, is called an oil. And so we don't necessarily have a clear answer regarding animal hides that are not kosher if they're susceptible to Mkabotoma, and that's why Rebbe Lezer asks this question. And regarding Rebbe Lezer's question, the Gemara says, Gufa, by Rebbe Lezer, Ar behemat mea mahu shiet matumas oilin. 
This is Rabbi Lezer's question. A non-kosher animal hide could become Tomei in Tomas oil. My coming by what exactly was his question asked the Gemara? Who's asking regarding the Tachash hide that was in the time of Maish Rabbeinu when they were building the Mishkan? Tomei Haya or Tahar Haya? Was this Tachash hide Tomei or Tahar? Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, What exactly was his question? Tanina, we have a b'raiso. The only thing that's fit for melechas shemayim, which is referring to the building of the Mishkan, is only el or behematar You're only allowed to use a kosher animal hide, not a non-kosher animal hide. Obviously, it was it was kosher. Says the Gemara Masiv Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, There was two covers for the Mishkan. One was made out of reddened ram's wool, and one was made out of this tachash wool. Rabbi Nechemi he says, It was one cover, It was like this Tala Elan animal, which was this spotted type of little animal that hangs on a tree. Says the Gemara, Tala Elan Tamehu, and Tala Elan is a Tame type of animal. So obviously, it was a Tame animal. The Gemara says, Hachikamer, no, it's Kemen Tala Elan. It's like the Tala Elan animal. Sheyesh by Gavanam Harbe, that its coat has many different colors. Vlai Tala Elan, they didn't actually use this little type of animal that had many colors. Dilu Hasm over there, Tame. A Tala Elan is Tame. Bahachatahar. And over here it's Tahar. And Omar Vyasa Ravyasa says, Yahachi, if that's so, Hanun Targaminon, that's the reason why the Targum Uncleus translates the word Tachash as Sasgaina, which means Saspigavanam Harbe, is that it rejoices with its many colors and he doesn't translate it. As Tala Elon, obviously the Tachash was a kosher animal, meaning that the roofing of the Mishkan was made only out of kosher animal hides. Therefore, the only type of animal hides that can be Makabal Toma Ba'ila Mace is a kosher animal hide. However, Rava argues. Rava Amar Rava says, Non-kosher animal hides could become Tama Ba'ila Mace, and I'll bring it to a proof from here. Titanu Eva Brysa that teaches us regarding Tsaras. Or, the Pasuk, when it tells us that animal hides could become tummy with tzeras, should have just said the word or, animal hides. Oi ba'ar, since it elongates and expresses itself more by saying oi ba'ar, riba, that includes or behema tamea, even non-kosher animal hides, vishalaka biad kayin, and the kayin came to look at the tzeras, and it became afflicted after the kayin took a look at it, that it's going to become Tummy with tzeras. Katsats mikulin vasa achas mehen. If a person cut from many different types of things that the Pasuk mentions and makes a beged out of all of them together, minayin, how do we know that can become tummy with tzeras? Tamalimer, the Pasuk says, oi b'chomalechas ur, or many different types of workings of leather. So we see from here that the tama of tzeras can be metame even non-kosher animal hides. So too, non-kosher animal hides can also become tummy betomas oil hames. Ask the Gemara, v'ikulimifrach, we could always ask malin agayim, Saras is very strict, that even a little crisscross pattern of threads could become tame. So perhaps we cannot compare it to non-kosher animal hides of oil hames. The Gemara says, you're right, Ella Rava will tell us something different. Gomer Mishratzim, we learn from a dead sheritz. Titan, you have a brysa. Or, the Pasuk tells me about the skin of a dead sheritz. Ain liyala arbehem atmea, tahira. I only know that a kosher animal hide could become tame with a sheritz. Arbehem atmea, minayin. How do I know a non-kosher animal hide could become tame with sheritz? Tamalim, the Pasuk says, oi ar. Asimor vekel mifrach, I could still ask. Malish shratzim. The shratzim are very stringent. Shekin tamein b'chadasha. They're metame, even if they're so small, it's just a lentil-sized piece of sheritz. However, mace needs to become tame only if it's a kezayis, it could be metame. So so we say, you're right, okay, let's go back to Nagayim. That will prove that we don't have this stringency. And we go back to our original din. Neither is like the other. However, the common denominator between the two of them is 
Animal hide can become tameh, and we equate kosher animal hide to non-kosher animal hide. So also bring the toma of oil ames, sha'ar tameh bai, that animal hide could become tameh by oil ames, and I'll say that kosher animal hide is just like non-kosher animal hide, and they can become Tameh equally. Says the Gemara, hold on, Amalei Ravim Ibarnish Ravashi, Ravim Ibarnish tells Ravashi, Ikel Mifrachai could still ask, Malatzar HaShavashabahen, that the common denominator between Tsaras and Sheretz is Shekain Tameh Apachas and Mikazayas, is they both can be Matame something else, even if they're less than a Kazayas, Tamer Bemais, but a deceased person is not like that. Shekain Matame El Bekazayas, he could only transfer his tuma if it's the size of his zayas. So the Gemara says, okay, you're right. Ela Amar Ravim Barnish. Ravim Barnish says as follows. Chav Chesam Rebez on the top. Asim Kavachar Menetzer Shal Izim. I'll learn from the hair of goats. She'en Metam Benegayim. The hair of goats cannot become tuma tame with tsaras. But mitame ba'alames, it could become tame with alames because one of the covers of the mishkan was made out of goat hair. Or behemot mea shenitmis benegayim, non-kosher animal hide could become tame with negayim. In addition, mitame ba'alames, for sure, it could become tame in ba'alames. Gemara says, hold on one second. Even if that's what we're saying is true. What's with Rav Yosef? Yosef. That was Rav Yosef had brought a brisa. That the only thing that we're allowed to use in the mishkan is. Tahar animals, Lamai Hilchsa. What was the purpose in saying that halacha at the time that Brysa was learned that the Mishkan wasn't around anymore? So there wasn't any purpose of saying the halacha of this Brysa. It had to be that this halacha, this Brysa had some sort of purpose. So the Gemara says, you're right. That Brysa was teaching completely different halacha. It was Latfilin, it was to teach us that the parchment of Tfilin has to be written on a kosher animal. The Gemara says, Tfilin behedik sebehu. Tfilin is written beferish from the Pasuk. Laman tiatar sashem beficha. The Pasuk of Tfilin tells us that so that the words of Tyre should be in your mouth. And we learn from that, minamutar beficha. It has to be written on something that is permissible to go into your mouth, on a kosher animal. The Gemara says, okay, so the Brysa says, El la'iran is talking about the boxes of the Tfilin has, have to be written on something that's kosher. As the Gemara it tells us shin shel tefillin, the shin of tefillin that's protruding on the tefillin shel rosh, shel rosh halachol mesh misina. That's halachol mesh misina, and the shin of tefillin is considered like it's being written, and therefore it's like written on parchment. So again, it has to be written on something that's kosher. So we know that already. Mar says el lekarchan besarim al tefillin begidin. That price is telling us that when we wrap the part, the parchment of tefillin has to be wrapped in its own hair and sewn with its own sinews, referring to the boxes of the tefillin being sewn together. That's also halachol mesh misinai. The time you have a brisa, tefillin merubais, square tefillin is halachol mesh misinai. And also, nechrachis besaron, wrapping it with its own hair, v'nispars begidin, and sewing it with its own sinews are also halachol mesh misinai. Mar says, okay, you're right. El or it's referring to the straps of the tefillin have to be made out of a kosher animal. Ask the Gemara, Bam Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak tells us, Ritzuas shcheres halachol mesh misinai. That black straps are halachol mesh misinai. It must be that they're kosher also. The Gemara says, what are you talking about? Shchayrais, I understand the halacha mashmisina. teaches us that it has to be black tahiris migamiri, but it teaches us it has to be tahar. So therefore, we have our brisa that Rabbi Yisuf brought was really teaching us a halacha regarding tefillin that the straps of your tefillin have to be from a kosher animal. Now the Gemara says, "My havalah de tachash shahayah bimei What exactly is the status of his tachash? 
in the times of Maish Rabbeinu, was a Tahar or was a Tameh? Amar of Ilwa, Amar of Shem Levi, Amar Haya, Reb Meir, Reb Meir says, Tachash Shahayim Me Maisha, this Tachash, Bere Bifne Atmahaya, it was its own unique species. Vlehichriu Bachacham, the Chacham couldn't figure out, Imin Chaya, who, Imin Behemahu. Was it a wild, non domesticated type of animal, or was it a domesticated type of animal? The Karanachas Hesleb Metzchay, it had one horn on its head, on its forehead, Ulfishan is Damalai Lamaisha, and it was just at that time it showed up to Maisha Rabbeinu, Vasim Menu Mishkan, and he made the Mishkan from it, he made the the cover of the Mishkan from it, Vinignaz, and then it was hidden away. This is actually where the folklore of the unicorn comes from. Now, I mean, the Ka'amar, Karen Achas, Haisla, Mitzchai, from the fact that it says there's one horn on its head, Shmamina Tar Haya, must be it was a Tar animal. How do we know this? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda tells us, Shar Shaker of Adam Rishain, the Shar that Adam Rishain brought as a carbon, Karen Achas, Haisla, Mitzchai, it had one horn on its forehead. Shinemar, it says in the Pasuk, Vasitev Lashem, Mishar Par, it's better to Hashem than this bull. Makrin Mafris, which is horned and hooved. So we see makrin, it has only one horn on it. The Gemara asks, hold on. Makrin, tarti mashma, horned, implies that it has two horns, not one. You're right. Mi Karen Ksiv. Really, it's written Mi Karen. If you take away the Nikudos that we have written in our Chumashim, you can read it as Mi Karen showing that it only has one horn, not two. The Gemara says, Let's learn that the Tachash is a type of a Behema because the the shar of Adam Rishon only had one horn, and a shar is a type of a behemoth, so let's say the tachash is a type of a behemoth. The Gemara says, no. Keresh to min chayahu, since there's a type of an animal called a keresh, and that's a chaya, not a behemoth. Vlasle ala chada keren, and it only has one horn. Ikilmeimah, we're able to say that min chayahu, it's possible that tachash is a chaya, and just because it has one horn, it doesn't necessarily make it a behemoth or a chaya, and we shall conclude the Gemara with that. Continues the Mishnah. Psilos habegen, a wick made out of a garment, shakipla, that was folded over or twisted into a wick, v'loi hava, and was not singed in order to allow us to light it with greater ease. Elazar Aymer, Elazar holds, Tmei it is susceptible to Mekabal Toma, Ve'en and one may not light with it on Erev Shabbos. Rabbi Kiva Aymer, Rabbi Kiva says, Tahirahi, it is not susceptible to Mekabal Toma, and one may light with it on Erev Shabbos. Continues the Gemara, Bishleima, Le'inyan Toma, regarding Toma, Bahapligi, this is the nature of their Machlekes. Rabbi Elazar Sav, Rabbi Elazar holds, Kipal Enumayel, that folding over this garment does not help negate its status as Beged, Uvimilsa Kamaisa, Kaima, and it's still considered it's an original status as Beged, therefore it could be Mechabal Toma. Rabbi Kiva Savan, Rabbi Kiva holds Kipal Mayel, that folding it over does help, Ibatule Batil, and now we've negated its status as Beged, and therefore it cannot be Mechabal Toma. El-Inyan Hadlaka, but regarding lighting it on Arab Shabbos, my Pligi, what's the nature of their Machlaikas? Amr Abu Lazar, Amr Abishaya, V'chein Amr Avada Barava, Rav Barava also gives us an explanation. Hacha Begimel Agimel Mitzumtzamas Eskinon, we're discussing a case where this cloth that we use for the wick was precisely three by three finger breaths. Uv Yantif Shechal Yos Erev Shabbos Eskinon, and we're discussing a case where it's Yantif that it's on Erev Shabbos, which means it's not just a regular weekday, it's Yantif when we're lighting these candles. Now, the Kuli Alma Islud Rabbi Yehuda, the first principle everyone's agreeing on is that we hold of Rabbi Yehuda. The Amr, he says, Masikin Bekelim, Ven Masikin Beshiver we may light a fire on Yantef with a full utensil, but not with a broken utensil that broke on Yantef, because that's considered Nailud, and that's a form of Muktza, and therefore you may not use it to light with on Yantef. and also, Isluhu Ula, everyone agrees to Ula's Svara, the Amar Ula, Ula says, Hamadak when one lights a a flame, a wick, he must ensure that the majority of the wick is lit before he takes his candle away. Now, Rebbe Lazar Savar, 
Rebbe Lezer holds as part of this machlekes kipul enumayel that folding over this beged into a wick does not help negate its status as beged. Vikivan the adlik beporta. Now, once you lit this wick a little bit, havli shever kli, it's considered a broken kli because now you've diminished it from being precisely three by three to less than that, and now it's not considered a kli. And vikikamadlik, and now that you're continuing to light this wick because of what Ula had told us, you have to ensure that the majority of the wick is lit. Beshever ki. You're lighting with a broken piece of a utensil, and it was broken on Yantef, and Rabbi Yehuda had told us you're not allowed to do so. That's why he says you're not allowed to light with it for Erev Shabbos that falls out on Yantef. Rabbi Kiva, so Rabbi Kiva holds no, keep a mile, that when we fold it over this wick, Erev Yantef, because you're not allowed to make a wick on Yantef. So that helps negate its status as Kli. The entire is Kli olive, therefore it's not considered a Kli already before Yantef. And now that you're lighting it on Yantef, you're simply lighting with a piece of wood, which means just a regular broken piece of Kli that was broken before Yantef, and it's not a problem to light with it on Yantef, which is Erev Shabbos. And the Gemara says, Amar Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Tanina, that's actually what we learned in a Brisa, Gimel Gimel Mutsum Samais, that this case is talking about a measurement of three by three precisely. I didn't know what that Brisa was referring to, and now I do. The Gemara asks, hold on, Barava provided us with this wonderful explanation, and he answered it, Alibad Rabbi Huda, using Rabbi Huda's opinion that one may not use Nailad on Yantif to light his fire. So obviously Ravada Brava holds like Rabbi Huda. Ask the Gemara Miyam Ravada Brava Hachi, does he really say so? From Ravada Brava, Ravada Brava taught us Chav Tesla on the top. A non-Jew that carved a hole the size of a Kav inside the log of a Jew. He did so on Yantif. Masika Biyantif. The Jew may use this piece of wood on Yantif as firewood. Ask the Gemara Vamai, Nailad who it's Nailad because the Jew never had intent to use his wood in this shape and form form on Yontif. So this whole piece was made into a new form on Yontif by the guy, and it should technically be Nailid. Why Ravada Brava tell me that I'm allowed to use it? The Mar says, no, he was simply answering the machlaikis between Rebbe Lez and Rebbe Kiva, and therefore he used Rebbe, Rebbe Huda's opinion. However, he doesn't hold of Rebbe Huda's opinion. We're going to conclude the Gemara today over here, and tomorrow we will start off with an alternative explanation of the machlaikis, Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Kiva. Everyone should have a wonderful day.